Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, Bramell and Coleman pretty tight out of the blocks. And Coleman now moving away. Christian Coleman challenged late there by Bramell. And on the inside, Ronnie Baker was coming too. But Christian Coleman will have had an idea of exactly how he wanted to come back. And I reckon it went something a little bit like that. He's back. And so too are we. Season 2, Episode 2, Running Things with Donovan Bailey. He doesn't need an introduction. (laughs) I'm his co-host, Jason Portwondo. DB, we'll get to Coleman's comeback in a second. But first... Turn the page, brand new month, Right, it's February, a lot of history for black people. Well, yeah, you know what, um, one, good to see you again, man. Mm-hmm, and, as and, always. And I think that um, it's very important for us to, uh, to, to start our show today, um, you know, acknowledging what month it is. I, you know, I've always said that, um, you know, as black people, this month probably is too short. Uh, and 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 uh, it is it is the shortest one on the calendar year, by the way. Absolutely, and, and one of the things that I say is that um, it, it's incredible to acknowledge uh, some of the the, the lesser known um, black people that's been successful and accomplished during this month. But I want to make sure that my audience understands that uh, a celebration of success uh, by black people should be celebr- should be done every month. Uh, but we certainly we we're acknowledging it this month for those lesser known. So I mean, for for all the incredible, uh, successful uh, people uh, before, all the people that are doing it now, and all the people in the future, let's continue to play it forward. Continue to do good, and uh, let's continue to do great work. Founded in 1915, better right. late than never. I mean, like you said, this is something <laughs> that should have been going on a lot longer than that. And we should acknowledge as well, it's recognized in Canada, United States, right. UK. It's got to become more of a global thing. You know what? I, I, I just think that it, why we talk a lot about um, educational system and, and, right. and, and all of that. And, 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 and I've always been a supporter, an incredible supporter of understanding what history is, uh, no matter how uh, bad it might be or, or, or horrific and terrible it might be. I think it's very important to teach uh our generation today, uh, every single thing that happened, teach them all about the Holocaust, teach them all about uh, slavery, uh, teach them all about every single thing. That way, uh, you know, for our kids, uh, it becomes a bigger, better, and more equal place for everyone to function and be productive members of society. 
100%. Uh, Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks. It goes on and on and on. I'm not going to name everybody, obviously. But in terms of sports perils, yes, Jackie Robinson, Willie O'Ree, you. Right. Only one Canadian man has won the 100 meter when it comes to the Olympics. And he just happens to be black. Well, yeah, I think so. Thank you. You know, no, I mean it's true. I mean, I have friends of mine. Right, their kids have done projects on you yeah. in terms of Black History Month. Right, I, I'm very, I'm very blessed and always humbled uh, when uh, you know every single year right. uh, we have a ton of. Uh, I'm booked solid uh, the month of February usually mm-hmm. uh, because there's a, a ton of kids, and it's not just black kids. There's a ton of kids that actually want to know history and also want to know the story. Uh, you know, so I'm always blessed and humbled that my story of success. Uh, remains uh, at one of the highest levels uh, in the world of sports and certainly in Canada. So, I mean, I'm, you know, to be the uh, Olympic champion, world's first, the first man in the history of the world to be Olympic champion, world champion, world record holder. I'm just hoping that, you know, Andre and, and, and any of the kids now and, and the kids in the future, they, they have an opportunity to be a world record holder. They have an opportunity to be a 100-meter Olympic champion, have an opportunity, uh, you know, to be a 100-meter wor- uh, world champion. I mean, so uh, my responsibility at this point, as you know, I mean, you and I are very much the same. We're, we're all playing it forward, and my job is to support, to support all of these kids now uh, who are vying for and uh, and ensuring uh, that I support them and in, in, in them getting to that place where they're at the top of their game. Appreciate you. You know, thank that. you, boss. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is important. We will acknowledge black people throughout the February podcast, powered by ACAS in terms of running things right here with Donovan Bailey. All right. Well, <coughs> nice little segue. Uh, I'm going to go back to February of 1996, Milrose. It oh. was Bailey Surin, <laughs> right? I mean, more recently, the Americans getting the headlines. Right. Off the top, we played Christian Coleman. I know LL Cool J said, don't call it a comeback, but right. he's wrong. That was impressive considering 18 months, DB, of ring rust, right. and he was ready for that fight. I got to tell you, man, I watched the, I watched the race, and I watched it. I, I mean, I, I, and obviously, I'm watching it from a completely different lens than the average person. Right. And what I loved about what... Uh, one, I'm a fan of Christian uh, uh, Coleman, so I just want to make make sure that that's out there. Uh, he reminds me of the old school days when guys came in, showed up, looked in your eye, took out your heart, and went home, right? <laughs> and I love that about him. So uh, the race itself, uh, you know, the race itself in New York, uh, it's clear that he had some ring rust, but it's clear that his um, overwhelming uh, mental strength or psychological uh, strength over the field still remains because I know he was like, for the last like five seven meters he was actually he was actually straining I mean he was actually straining and that's not six point three four Kristen Coleman right. right so I mean and and another thing is at sixty meters uh, Jerome Bromel who was the fastest sprinter in the world last year mm-hmm. was looking over at him so it's so it's amazing that Kristen's been gone for eighteen months comes back and in his first race he's in Trevon's head already. In a 60 meters. Now, the 60 meters, is that's the consolation prize, really. I mean, the 100 meters is, is, is the marquee event of every single uh, Olympics, every, of, 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 of our entire sport. And so, uh, you know, the fact that Kristen came back, won, and still in people's head. Uh, you know, man, life is going to be fine. It's going to be a fine balance this year, man. I'm very certain that I'm looking forward to uh, the outdoor season, the world championships, 
As are you, I'm sure. Oh, man, psychological. You're right. That's a huge aspect of life in general. Right. Not just talking sports, but so back in the day, I want to say you were 6'5", six, 6'. Six. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure that was the number. That's you right. didn't need to dip to beat Bernie. You, yeah. It was decisive. Coleman needed to dip, but the fact that he was beating those guys like you just mentioned, Noah Lyles, 200 right. meters. Right. Nobody does it better. Right. Ronnie. Ronnie Big. Exactly. These are, these are all 6'4 sprinters. Right. That's right. what I'm saying. So he beat a legit field. Not like he's beating a bunch of school kids or whatever. No, he's not beating you know? a bunch of NCAA graduates. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's come back. Uh, and and psychologically, like I said, I mean, he, he, he didn't have to do anything. He lined up and he beat all those guys. I mean, it's still early in the season. Uh, however, I, I, I do believe, I mean, he knows where he's at physically. I mean, there's always going to be a rust. I mean, that always happens when you come back from anything in any sport, actually in, in anything you do. I mean, if, if you're a journalist, so, you know, if you're, if, whatever it is that you do, when you come back for your first gig, there's always some rust and then you get your, you know, you get your wheels and it starts turning and, 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 and you start going. But, uh, Christian certainly, uh, is, um, yeah, <laughs> he's going to be all right. Man. He's just on a <laughs> different level. So give me your grading here on a scale of one to 10. That comeback was a what? You know what? One, I am not going to, I'm not, well, I, I can't say as, as an athlete, I, I think that he'd be best to answer that question, but I'm thinking that, 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 uh, physically for him, mm-hmm. it would be a, probably a six and a half out of 10 psychologically, that, scary. psychologically and mentally for him, it's a 10 out of 10 because, because he like, once you got someone thinking about you and you own them. Uh, then it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's like Christian knows that he has to go back and work on on uh, on getting the pep in his step again. He knows that, right? And that's just training. The fact is, when you when you have an overwhelming mental um, strength, you know, and and over over your opponent, uh, you know, you're you're uh, you're you're way ahead of the game. It's a scary <laughs> thought for the rest of the world when he's been away that long, right? And you can't beat him. He's only yeah. going to get better. One would think. Well, I hope so. You know, I mean, I, mean, I, I like, I like, uh, I, you, as you know, I always like great news from track and field. Uh, you know, I, I like great positive news and him coming back, uh, him coming back to the sport, him coming back and winning, uh, you know, at, 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 at this level is, is, is awesome for the sport. And the sport will thrive even more with the return of the world's fastest man. We haven't seen him yet. We haven't seen him since what he did at the Olympics, jaw-dropping Jacobs. Listen, Marcel Jacobs. Yes, for all you people, he's Italian. He's Italian. Molto bene. Molto bene. <laughs> he's, he's, he's Italian. Um, he's running also. He's, 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 he's returning also. And it's very interesting. He, he's a European champion. Uh, and he's a bigger stronger guy than 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 DeGrasse than, than Coleman than than all than Noel Lyles. He's just a big strong guy. So you know he's he's around the same size I am, which is you know six over six one um and also you know two hundred pounds. So big, strong, fast. And all I'm telling you this, Jason, mm-hmm. is um I'm dying for him to lay it down because all he has to do is run six four five. He doesn't have six four five you know, sub six five, sub six point five, and he's good to go. I mean, and and but you can see that. You can see. Uh, can he, he do it though? I, I kind of feel like the stars just aligned for him last year, winning uh, that race. I want to see it again. Well, I'm not saying I'm not a believer, 
but it's a small sample size. Well, we have to see it again for it to be believable. Right. Right. And so um, he took, he, I, I mean, clearly there's a lot of scrutiny on him. On, on him. He, he, took the, he took the time off after, uh, after competing at the Olympic Games. Right. But now he's opening. I mean, he was actually a very good indoor sprinter. He is the European champion. He ran, I think he was 6.47 last year. Right. So, so, so if people, the, the, for, for the naysayers who didn't actually see the trajectory of this kid, he started by running six, four indoors last year. That's, and he ended at the Olympics running nine eighty, nine point eight zero. So again, I just want to see what he's, what he's going to open up with. And, and if he opens up and he's smooth, even if, and if he just wins, uh, then I guess we're going to be in for one an incredible indoor season, uh, based upon you know if Christian and and um, and Ronnie Baker and and Trevon and and Marcel and any of these kids are going to run indoors. But not only that, uh, go to the indoor championships and man, outdoor season is going to be fantastic. It is truly a global event. It is track and field. The Americans are there, obviously. The Canadians are there. Now you have the Italians. Yes, sir. Jamaicans. It goes on and on. I mean, UK's in the mix. Always, yeah. Speaking of Jamaicans, let's wrap this with the ladies because Elaine Thompson, she is by far the best thing on two legs when it comes to that discipline. Absolutely. She's back. Elaine ran, opened up her season also. I mean, albeit it's, a, it's an outdoor 60 meters, and she ran 7.1 into a negative wind for all the youths who don't understand that when you run indoors, there's no wind. So, so, she, so she ran 7.1. It's air conditioning, right? Exactly. So she, she ran, uh, she, there's an out there, you know, I, I used to run, um, I remember running a 60 meter outdoors uh, in Brazil one year that they'd set up for me. Uh, but yeah, there was, there was wind, wind in her face. <clears throat> she will... Undoubtedly, uh, you know, I, th- I think a lot of people believe that that um, uh, Privilova's um, 60 meter world record uh, might be in jeopardy when she actually goes on the boards indoors somewhere. So I'm looking for, definitely always looking forward to the to the ladies competing and definitely looking forward to to Elaine or if Shelly Ann's going to run or Dina Asher Smith or or any of the incredible ladies that are out there. From 31 yards, McPherson. And Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. Garoppolo under pressure. Donald got there in the air, intercepted by the Rams. And they may ride to the Super Bowl on that. So we're all set as we transition to talk a little football here on Running Things with Donovan Bailey, DB, and JP with you. Brought to you by ACAST. And for the first time ever, not a one. Not a two, not a three seed. We have two number fours wow. going head to head. How many of you out there had Matthew Stafford versus Joe Burrow as your Super Bowl matchup? First of all, you know, <laughs> hey, hey, dude, here's what I'm thinking, right? Uh, for for those people who bet bet online, you know, all, all the betting apps that are out there, I would like to know who picked these two teams at the, start, at the start of NFL season <laughs> that they're going to meet in the Super Bowl. I'd like, no, but I'd like to know. I'd like to, because whomever it was, I need to find that person and roll with him because he, he needs to go buy an actual lottery ticket. That, but that, that, that super mega max <laughs> in the U S that has like, it's a billion dollars or something. No, listen, I mean, I think that when I watch football, one of the things that I look at, you know, I, I try to I try to step back and see exactly what the product looked like. And I'm telling you, Jason, 
for the the NFL has you know there, there's been a couple of black eyes uh, you know in 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 their sport. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And they, they, they probably have lost some fans over the years with some dumb things. But I have to tell you that the last two weeks, last oh, three weeks, unbelievable. The, that if yeah. they if if they want if if they wanted to win back all the fans in the world and gotten millions more, the product that they have put on the field has been incredible. And, and I'm telling you, man, you know, yeah, we we're certainly gonna. Uh, everyone's gonna tune into the Super Bowl. I think everyone's gonna tune into the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I'm telling you that that the product that's been on the field, the athletes that have been playing the game, has been incredible. And and I'm telling you, I'm loving it. There's something about this year's game. I know it's not Brady. I, I know you don't have the big name quarterbacks. I mean, uh, Brady and Rogers and Mahomes. But there's something cool about this. Burrow is a second year player. Right. Stafford's been in the league for like 13 seasons, yep. first with the Rams. I've never sniffed this. And we have two first-year <laughs> quarterbacks in terms of, you know, making a maiden voyage on the biggest stage. Yeah, there are there, there are certainly, you have to have that nostalgia where you're cheering for the guy who, the underdog guy who, um, who hadn't made it, with the Stafford, I'm assuming, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, you've got, man, Heisman Trophy winner. Right, like I'm just saying to you that LSU. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. but I'm saying to you, he's he Boros is on this incredible journey where it's gonna be like Heisman uh, national championships, and he's going to the Super Bowl. So again, I'm loving, I'm loving all of that, man. I'm loving what I see. I'm looking forward to the game. I definitely got my I got my nachos ready, and 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 I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching. Get the popcorn ready. <clears throat> that is right. All is well on the field, off the field. It continues to be one of the main topics with the NFL. And it's been, unfortunately, this way for a good few years now. Right. The league is 70% black, talking about the players. Mm-hmm. Talk about the head coaches, 3% black. There's just one black head coach in the NFL as you and I speak right now. Right. And that's Mike Tomlin right. of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, it's very important. I mean, I, I'm, I've, I've always been an outspoken person to give people um, to give people an opportunity. I think that Every single qualified black NFL coach uh, should be should be getting an interview for all the vacant positions today. I always say qualified because I think that sometimes, you know, as you know, as a proud man, I think that I don't ever want to get handed something that I do not qualify I for. Yep. 
Uh, I do not call, don't give me the black award. I don't want it. What I want is the award for being really good at what I do. And there are some incredible qualified coaches that I think deserve a shot uh, to get in there and, and, and to, to run some of these teams. Uh, everyone can look at, you know, Tomlin as an example. He's done an incredible job, won Super Bowls, uh, you know, you know, just like salt of the earth foundation of his community. And I'm very certain that we can get, you know, Byron Lefwich. There's a, there's a few guys that are out there that that certainly uh, should 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 be should should uh, be interviewed mm-hmm. and considered seriously and hired uh, as a as a black coach. So I'm I'm certainly uh, you know supportive of that. You spoke of Lefwich. There's Eric Bieniemy, yep. offensive coordinator with the Kansas City Chiefs. You got Raheem Morris's name also out there. Right. There's a few. There's a few. But here's the rub. Black coaches who fail in their first try mm-hmm. never seem to get that second or third try. It just doesn't happen for whatever the reason. And it wasn't all that long ago, 2011, we had eight black head coaches in the league. So I'm not sure what has gone wrong, but something has definitely gone wrong. Well, you know what, again, we, we, talk, about quali- we, we talk about qualified black coaches, and, and, and it always comes back to that. And so, so let's just take black out mm-hmm. qualified okay. coaches who happen to be black. I think that uh, it's very important for those men uh, that are like on the sidelines now and and managing uh, whether it's it's uh, defensive coach, offensive coach, managing their team in in what whatever capacity they are, they need to put themselves out there also. I mean, I I, I believe that they need to they need to speak up more. Uh, as well as obviously do a good job because that's what the resume is all about. It's, the resume is about uh, whether you qualify and uh, whether uh, you can actually do the job on the job, on the day of the job. Uh, so I, I think that, um, yeah, for, for it not being so long ago when there's a lot of, uh, when the implementation of a lot of black coaches, I think that we need to get to that place again where uh, black coaches, be, uh, one, they're black athletes looking up at these, mm-hmm. looking up at these, uh, you know, in the, in, uh, you know, whether it's from the ownership box or, 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 or on the sidelines coach. I think it's very important uh, for the next generation to see that um, some of the young black men that are playing football, whether you're 8, 16, 18, 12 years old right now, that there's an opportunity for you to not only play the game, but for you to stand on sidelines and lead also. And it's not just a black-white issue. This is about diversity, inclusion, uh, players getting invited to combines, trying to get, as you mentioned, more of a diverse situation when it comes to the head coaches, even ownership. Right. It's sad to say we're in 2022. Right. There are only two minority head coaches in the NFL. Right. Shahid Khan, right. Pakistani American who owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. And you have Kim Pagula, mm-hmm. who is married to Terry Pagula, owner of the Buffalo Bills. She's an Asian American. Right. Outside of those two. That's it. Well, you know, we, we talk about coaches, Jason, and, and, and so we're we're talking about the C suite. We're talking about in the you know in the ownership box. Now I think it's very I think it's very important. Um it's I, I mean, I grew up understanding and seeing successful people of all colors around me, including like the, everybody. I mean, I'm saying this there's not one single uh, race or culture that I did not see be successful. And I saw people that were black, that were extremely successful from, you know, from the ground level all the way to the top. And I think it's important that, uh, you know, ownership, ownership 
you know, is, is, is seriously considered. We've got some incredibly successful people in the U.S. I mean, I, I think that, first of all, I think that Oprah would be a great uh, owner of an NFL team. I think that Tyler Perry would be an incredible owner of, 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 uh, of, of an NFL team. I think that, you know, Bob Johnson, BET, would be would be, uh, be billionaire, would be extremely. Uh, Robert Wilson, who is a huge philanthropist, Philanthropists, uh, you know, and and you know he's he's erasing a lot of the you know a lot of the uh, uh, HB HBCU uh, 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 colleges, uh, erasing some of those kids' uh, um, college debt. I think that all of those. I mean, listen, Michael Lee Chin, Michael Lee Chin, our own Canadian here. Mm-hmm. I mean, billionaire guy. I mean, we you know th- I think that all things considered, uh, there are people that are successful. And there are people that should be considered. And again, I, I, I know I, I can only speak of this. I mean, you know, I've met some of these people. And, and I think that um, they should also throw their hat in the ring and, and, and see, where, see where things go. It would, it would be actually very good to see people at the highest level succeed. Uh, you, know, you know, I talk a lot. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a mama's boy. Everybody knows that. And, 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 and Aren't we all? Well, I hope so. Aren't we all? I, I, because if you're not a mama's boy, <laughs> shame on you. Right. Right? <laughs> right? But uh, I'm a mama's boy. And one of the things, you know, my mom taught me to communicate from when I was one, two, three years old. And she was the one who told me that I could do anything that I want to do. But she also did everything that she wanted to do. And, and it was not a long time ago that women weren't allowed in the boardroom. Women weren't allowed to own, when vote, all of those things. I mean, just like black people. Right. So I'm saying to you that when I look at succession, I always think of people and how it is that they need to go. So uh, as far as black ownership, black coaches, I mean, I remember at one point, uh, you know, society had dictated that to women. And so the exact same uh, protocol that they followed to become successful is the exact same, I think, that, that we all need to follow now. Want to read you a quote here, disturbing from Shad Khan. Talked about him being the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So back in 2010, 12 mm-hmm. years ago, right. he tried to buy a, constro- uh, a controlling stake in the Rams. Quote, I had met some people at that time and the apology that went around. The conjecture was you will never get approved because you're not white. Right. But, but, but you know what? That's, that's insane. Of course, it's insane. I, we we know it's been an old boys club, but to hear that, no, it's you know what, it's it's incredible. I think there's lots of times that you and I have talked, mm-hmm. and uh, what we need to do is not ignore uh, some of the ignorance that you're gonna feel, right? I mean, that's just that's just my that's just maybe my advice. Ignore some, because there's many people that said that I was never gonna do what I did, and I'm sure there's many people that have said to you. That you're not gonna not gonna do what you what you did, Jason. So right. I mean, so so a big part of this is that is that he's gonna face and be in a room with people who it is a complete old boys club. It is it is absolutely complete and and completely. So so at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, you really got to ignore that he's an is an NFL uh, club owner now, and um, I hope that with him being there, he's opening the doors for other people to come out. Right and 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 to buy a stake in in uh, in in, uh, in in some team, right somewhere, right. Mm-hmm. Well, and then even the late uh, Bob McNair, right, owner of the Houston Texans, was quoted as saying one time, you know, we can't have the inmates running the prison. 
I mean, this is just, well, it's crazy. Again, you know, you're, you're going to find people. Here's what's incredible. I lived in America for 17 years, mm-hmm. and I love America because it's, you're never going to find a bunch of more passionate, uh, patriotic people in the history of the world. But you're also never going to find, um, you know, people who are just, um, you know, right to the point. <laughs> but, you know, right to the point. And, and, yep. and, and, ult- and ultimately, uh, you know, if, if someone, my, my rule of thought has always been, if someone says no to you, ah, go around them, go over them, go through them. Just go. Yep. Yep. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, one more thing on football before we conclude. Halftime show. Man, oh, man, that is going to be a star-studded affair. Mary J, Snoop Dogg, Dre, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem. You know what? I, I got to tell you. I got to tell you what I like about this. And, and, and again, I'm, I'm just going gonna, gonna to come from this angle. Okay. I think there was a lot of people that were really uh, concerned with uh, Jay-Z being at the table with the NFL, uh, being in the room with the NS- NFL, negotiating and and, uh, and and letting them understand, one, the product that they have on the field, what it looks like uh, to the public. And I think that when I when I see the halftime show, clearly, I, you listen, I'm an old school hip hop guy, just like, just like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm straight up an old school hip hop guy. So I'm gonna, so this uh, generational um, halftime show is gonna be epic. It's gonna be better than anything else. Obviously I'm biased. And yes, nobody's going to tell me any different, <laughs> right? Um, however, I think that what we're seeing and what I'm liking is I'm, I'm thinking that Jay-Z at the table with the owners are allowing them, allowing them to hear his voice as to what the product needs to look like and what it needs to be. And, and, and as opposed to just throwing... Uh, you know, basically throwing a game together and 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 not celebrating uh, like the greatest American sport in history. So I like the fact that Jay Z's at the table. I, the halftime show for me is indicative of him being at the table and explaining to the executives and the other owners and the owners exactly what the game should look like. So so again, for me, it's top down. Jay Z being at the table, I think, is influencing that, and I definitely know. The show is going to be epic. So I'm looking forward to that. As much as I'm looking forward to the game. It, that might be better than the game. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> no offense, but that might be better than the game. Old school hip hop. Yeah, you can't. You give, can't. Me, give me one. Give What's me it? one. Warning, warning, Biggie, man. That's, that's, the, that's, 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 that's the, yeah. I'm taking you further back. I'm going Eric B. Eric B and Rakim. Yeah, Eric, I'm, I'm, Eric's all right. I'm getting paid in full. You're getting paid in full? I'm well, yes. paid in full. Well, that, well, that's pretty good. But I'm just saying one of my songs, yeah. one of my go-to songs is Warning by Biggie. But anything, you know, KRS-One. I'm a KRS-One oh. guy. So, you know, hey, and any, anything coming out, mm. anything coming out of the East Coast, man, it started there, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> Dancehall? <clears throat> Oh, come on. But who's your favorite? Give me one. Oh, man. You no, like to give I me... Th- that's no. the problem with you. You like to no, paint bounty with too broad a... Br- what? No, bounty dude. You, you can't paint with that broad <clears throat> brush. Give me one. No, no. One stroke. No. Bounty... No, you, you can't... You gotta super Cat. You know, but you can't... But Super, super Cat is kind of... I like Super, super cat. cat. But yeah, Bounty... Bounty, when I was competing. Right. right. When I was competing. Did you have music to pump you up? What was it? Dude, I'm telling you. So, okay. so I'm gonna tell. So I'll, I'll tell you exactly what what used to happen. Okay. There's a good friend of mine, who's very good friend. Uh, is uh, wrote, they have there's a there's a there's a, a dance hall crew 
uh, called Stone Love. I'm sure you, you, you of course, oh, yeah. right? So they used to make me a mixtape for me to warm up. Ooh. So, brethren, I'm that's, telling you, that's nice. <laughs> so, I, so I'm telling you, and and I'm telling you that when I'm there and some bounty come on, man, I'm I'm I'm, I'm straight up shots. Nice. <laughs> Can you do that again? <laughs> okay, I don't know if you can do that. Right. Wow, that wasn't my fluke. All right, what? all right, all right. Yeah, so we're sitting here with the GOAT when it comes to Canadian track and field. And um, you think about other sports. By the way, it's now officially official. Tom Brady has retired. Oh. Let's talk a little tennis on the way out. Because three guys were locked at 20 in terms of career Grand Slam wins. Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, Rafael Nadal. Rafa now standing alone with 21 slams after that epic, and I do mean epic, Aussie Open battle against the 10-year younger, I should say, Daniil Medvedev. Yeah. I mean, that was something else. Is he now number one? Because for the longest time, people thought it was Roger. You know what? Here's what happens. And, And here's what happens in sports, especially individual sports. This is not a vote. It's not a vote. The guy, the guy has the victories, right? <laughs> so, so there's no need to vote. And 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 he's still very young. I mean, I'm saying he's very young. Uh, there, there's still time to go. I mean, when I look at him, I think of also Tiger. I mean, yes, uh, you know, huge Tiger fan. But I mean, but but Nadal is incredible, and and uh, he deserves all the accolades right now, man. Because he he's got the crown right now all by himself. I'm glad you can relate because, like your sport, right. There ain't no teammates. Right. This is all on you. Right. You're out there running back and forth for five and a half hours? That's right. It's not like Tom Brady gets a chance to, you know, get a break when the defense is out there or or Brady's just sitting back there handing out the football. No, you're competing. That is correct. Well, I mean, there's nothing to hand off to anybody. Right? No, (laughs) no. no. There isn't. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it's incredible that, uh, you know, I was watching – I was watching a show the other day and they were talking about the three greatest athletes and this three greatest athletes that they mentioned was, um, wow. Tom. Okay. Wayne Gretzky. And, and, um, uh, who was the third guy? Not Tiger. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and, um, another team sport person. Hmm. Another That's... team sport. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady, and, um, and, uh, well, how that, was what? it a I soccer player? No, no, that wouldn't, that no, wouldn't no, cut it. No, it was Tom Brady, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael, Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. Oh, okay, my God, okay, yes. okay, okay. And, and, and so, and so I looked at That's it. That's too hard to no, narrow no, down. No, no, but, no, but, 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 okay. Um, Michael Jordan with no teammate is what? Anybody without no, but, LeBron but, James. But that's my point. Oh, that's my point. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky without without Messi passing the puck. For sure. All right? Yeah. Tom Brady without someone to pass the ball to or an offensive line to protect. Without him. Bill Belichick. Right. So Even so that. when I look at that and I think, huh, I can't believe that they're doing that, but then Muhammad Ali's left out. Usain Bolt is left out. Nadal is left out. I mean, I'm just saying to you that individually, right. When the, the, the incredible thing about team sport is that it's actually a vote. And then with individual, and with individual sports, it's just statistic, man. Tiger did it. Bolt did it. I'm just saying to you that Nadal did it. You have to look at that. So so for me, I always think that the greatest athletes should also be in two categories. The greatest athlete in team, greatest athlete, period. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Michael's not winning all those titles without Pippin and the rest of the gang. So you're right. No chance. 
You're, you're, you're right about that. I don't like to agree with you on much, but... <laughs> Uh, well, you have to. You're right. The you're facts right. are the facts, my man. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk a little friendly rivalry. Canada, U.S., I don't care what the sport, there's yeah. nothing better. And we saw it again recently on the soccer pitch. Make no mistake, because when you talk CONCACAF qualifying, there's a certain region that is covered. Yeah. It's always been about Mexico and the U.S. And the U.S. Right. Time now to make a third nation involved in this equation. Well, let, let's make it a first nation. I mean, let's make it the first let's do nation. that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, you know what? I think that, um, you know, I've been called a lot of things. Arrogant being one of them. Arrogant means... But in a way, you have to be in your sport. No, no, I don't but, mind but, that. But let me finish, though. Let okay. me finish. I mean, arrogant... Uh, this is my definition of arrogance. Okay. Um, I've prepared myself. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've lived and worked to make sure that I'm the best. Now, the influence that I've had over the years, I hope is dripping down to some of these kids who are fearless against anybody. And when I'm watching, like whether I'm watching, I mean, I saw women's soccer. I remember uh, uh, speaking to Karina about that. And I'm seeing the men's soccer team now where Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter, man. You show up, it's man, you show up in my house. I imagine, imagine, uh, Jason, when, when, when Michael Johnson came to, to Sky in Dome in Sky 19, Dome. I'm like, you're in my house, man. Mm-hmm. You can, and, and what I love about the, 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 the men's soccer team is that one, it's a team. They, they, it's, you, you can see the unity and the happiness and the goals that these kids have. And I'm telling you, man, I love, I love the fact that these guys are fearless. I love the fact that they're in first place. I, I'm I'm definitely a huge supporter in, in 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 cheering them on and letting them get the you know the 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 eight six to eight points eight points right eight points that they need uh, to get to Qatar and and um, you know uh, I'm just hoping win the next two games boys and and you're on your way man yeah. believe me the champ is the champ is supporting you right from here they are good they are good um, no Alfonso Davies their best player right was sitting at home. Uh, you know, watching with pom poms. I love that though. I love 22 that. points for Canada, 16 for the U.S. Mexico also in there. Yeah. Um, my goodness, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's be great. 20, sorry, 22, 18, 18, not 16. So, Canada, I don't want to say controls their own destiny because I don't like that term. It's uh, called destiny, which is mean, which means it's fate, you can't control it. But I understand what they mean by that. Well, I think that I like I, I like the fact that there's the collectively they look like a team. Collectively, mm-hmm. collectively, it's so like you see positivity, right? Like I'm just I, I, I'm an audience. I'm watching this at home, but you see, I mean, Alfonso Davis at home, like, and he's going crazy because he wants to be on the pitch with his with his teammates. So I, I love what they're doing. Uh, boys, continue to do it. Collectively, you are incredible people and, and, and you're going to be champs, man. So uh, like at the end of the day, fear no one. Take one game at a time and crush everybody that comes in front of you. Oh, Canada. Oh, quickly, by the way, when you beat Johnson, go on that 150, what point did you realize, whoa, he, he's not there. I know you're so focused on your thing. You're right. Uh, well, I'm going to, uh, so let me explain to you. And I've said this like a hundred times. People don't even understand this. So I'm, I was, I started on a stagger, which means I was behind him. So, so mm-hmm. when you're in, when you're in a race, you literally can feel the vortex of someone beside you. And I want everyone, if you ever go on YouTube and take a look at this, I knew on my third 
step. You caught him already. That I caught him already. Yeah. And it was over. So, yeah. so yeah, so it was over. So, I mean, it's funny. But what I, point I, did you realize he had dropped out? Well, when there was nothing there, when there was just wind. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've done that before, you know. I've been in a race where I know I'm not beating the guy. I'm like, oh, my ankle, oh, my thigh, my quad, my hip. I pulled a hangnail, no. something. Because that way, you didn't beat me. I well, I, I, pulled, so, so, I pulled up. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes that's what happens, man. Some, hey, listen, I, you have to understand. Um, I have an incredible, healthy respect for Michael Johnson. I think Michael Johnson is one of the greatest uh, 400 meter, 200 meter, um, you know, speed endurance athletes in the history of the world. You even met him halfway by going 150. I, I did, I did. I, yeah. So I have, I have an incredible, healthy respect for him. But yeah, the 100 meters, I own that. We'll wrap right there. As always, a lot of fun, DB. Appreciate you and appreciate all of you tuning in to this second season episode two of Running Things with Donovan Bailey, powered by ACAST. For DB, this is JP. Thank you, as always, for the company. We'll catch you again next time. See you next week. Peace out.